Wade, Creed, and this is Slightly Mediocre. So today we're going to be talking about um, directors, um, directors that we like, directors we don't really like, and everyone in between. So yeah. we're going to be listing off some directors and giving our two cents on them. So this is just our opinion, our takes. Um, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Don't take it too harshly. Um, and yeah, so to start us off, uh, Wade, who's your uh, one of your favorite directors of all time? So honestly, I'm going to start this off with Kevin Smith. Oh, there um, we go. I, I, I love Kevin Smith. He is one of the reasons, he's actually one of the main inspirations behind this show. Awesome, um, yeah. You know, like his show, Comic Book Men, it kind of gave me the idea to, you know, do a, a kind of webcast-esque, podcast-esque kind of YouTube channel. And, you know, honestly, Kevin, if you're watching this, I would, I would love to have you come into our garage and, uh, and and film an episode with us. That'd be that'd be super rad. Um, but you know, and not to mention, you know, the the fact that he sold his comic book collection to make Clerks, one of the most influential movies of that time, was pretty rad. And you know, it's sad because you know no one wants to give up their comic book collection. No. I I would I wouldn't want to give up my comic book collection. But, you know, the fact that he did it to make and, you know, pursue his passion and then be able to, you know, do Mallrats and Clerks 2 and James Holland, Bob Strike Back, like, you know, Yoga Hosers, um, you know, it's amazing. I, you know, I really, really like, really like those movies. Um, and, you know, overall, he just seems like a pretty down-to-earth dude, too. Oh, yeah, he's super chill. He lost a lot of weight recently. Yeah. Of course, he might be super chill because of the... <laughs> But, you know, yeah. it's legal where he is. It's not yeah. legal in Texas, unfortunately. Super cool, dude. Um, for me, you know, being a big Star Wars fan, one of, you know, my favorite directors is George Lucas, you know. You got to credit the man. Give him, you know, people give him a lot of hate for some things, but you got to give him more credit where credit's due. The dude created one of the biggest and most influential universes of all time. I'm like, without him, we wouldn't have Star Wars. And... That's just something like kind of weird to think about. Like we wouldn't have Star Wars, I and mean, how much that just impacts a lot of people. Yeah, and you know, even though he only directed A New Hope, you know, it, it's still it's it's still amazing that you know he was able to do what he needed to do, and it's kind of like a coming from the rags story as well. Yeah. You know, he kind of you know was scrimping and saving, and you know, yeah. kind of cutting corners where he needed to to basically get that movie out, and it was delayed and delayed and delayed some more, but it ended up being totally worth it and yeah. now he's sitting on a fat stack of cash yeah and like the <laughs> and like even though he didn't direct the rest of them like his creative vision was a major part of him like he'll produce them you know um he was definitely one of the biggest creative um advisors for the film so he still is um you know he even though he really doesn't have any rights to the films anymore because he sold it to disney he um is still consultant yeah i mean and which to, is good yeah like you know he, he is brought on as a story consultant and you see that in the credits all the time of the new movies you know because they want to know hey is this copacetic and kosher for us to put this like this is that going to fit in with your timeline that you had in mind when you created the story and it's amazing to me because you know i watched a documentary a while back okay. about george lucas every single movie he wrote was written on a legal pad with a number two pencil. Not no. typed, nothing like that. Legal pad and a number two pencil. It's amazing. It's pretty cool. That is amazing. Uh, 
So one of our other favorite directors, I guess, is uh, Steven Spielberg. Yeah, Spielberg. You know, and and this kind of goes hand in hand with George Lucas because you know they worked together on Indiana oh, yeah. Jones. They worked together on you know Lucasfilm. Yeah, he used yeah used a lot of ILM stuff. So you know, Industrial Light and Magic, lots of lots of Skywalker Ranch yeah. stuff, lots of THX stuff. You know, and it's amazing to see that you know the the two greats basically come together as one with Indiana Jones. And, oh, yeah. You know, we see that with Indiana Jones. Great it's, films. It's, except for the... Um, except for Crystal Skull. But we've, <laughs> we've gone over this. Yeah, we talked okay? about it last season. We've gone over this. Yeah. But, you know, Steven Spielberg, you know, he, he's, he's definitely one of the greats. You know, you have Gremlins. You have, you know, Jurassic Park. You have Indiana Jones. You have countless other movies. And it's it's really it's really cool to see that you know even in today's climate with all these young up and coming uh, you know actors actresses directors everything like that he's still able to basically be top dog. Oh yeah, so it pulls out like every film he has like a classic. Yeah, you know, yeah. Just quality, like quality instant work. Like he he just has yeah. to put his name on it and <laughs> yeah. it's automatic classic. Yeah, it's quality work and he even like he even helped um, you know produce and was like one of the creative minds for the newest Jurassic. Um, Jurassic World films, I guess, which were pretty good. Um, you know, Jurassic World and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, we both talked about those um, in the last season. And, you know, there were new, newer directors. Um, so Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom was directed by, what's his name? So basically a trend that we've noticed yeah. here in Hollywood is the fact that they're getting independent film directors to start doing major motion pictures. So the dude who did Jurassic World... Um, he was originally an, an, an indie film director. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like that, like, it doesn't really show in the movie because obviously he has a larger budget, but, you know, it, it's still quality work. And even in the, the, you know, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, still indie director, new yeah. director to the to the major motion picture scene, but, you know, he's, he's still, still works. Yeah, and he did a great job. Yeah. And sometimes they don't do a great job. Like the newest Star Wars, um, that was directed by uh, Rian Johnson. Uh, I can be pronouncing his first name cor incorrectly, but that's besides the point. Um, yeah, no, that we, film was no. just something else. No, I'm um, like this. The you know episode seven was directed by what J.J. Abrams, yeah, and that was okay. But the eight, the seventh, like uh, eight, was just uh, dropping the ball. Yeah, like I feel like the director should have taken his liberties and been like, listen, we're doing a rewrite. Yeah. J.J. Um, Abrams, you know, honestly, I think the only thing that that man is good for <laughs> is a reboot. Oof. Um, you know, and, and I hate to say that because, you know, like it's obviously a creative mind and he's a nerd just as much as I'm a nerd, but, you know, like pretty much everything he's done has been a reboot. And, you know, yes, it's been successful, but it, it shows because you have seven, episode seven of Star Wars, that it was a straight up knockoff of episode four. four. Yeah. And, Top you know, and paste. yeah. And, you know, same with Star Trek, the, the Star Treks he did, you know, just straight up knockoffs of the Star Trek movies. But we'll get into that later. Yeah. But um, you know, a, a, another another director I like would be Stanley Kubrick. Oh yeah, two thousand one um, Space Odyssey. Two thousand one Space Odyssey. He did Clockwork Orange. Oh. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's it did a bunch of other movies. 
Um, but you know, th those are probably the most infamous of the, of the many movies he's done. Um, and his attention to detail, like I've seen interviews with actors that have worked for him and actresses that have worked for him and, you know, 42 takes just to get one scene right. And it's not even that influential of a scene, you know, it's just like this little, little thing, so. little blip on the yeah. map. But you know, the fact that he's the, the attention to detail really shows and, you know, that's something as a viewer you might not care about, but it, it's the fact that, you know, the time and effort has been taken to do it the right way. I agree. And, like, also one of my um, other directors I really am a fan of is um, Quentin Tarantino, uh, you know. The blood and gore king. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, um, some of the films, you know, you, <laughs> you just got to watch and, like, you know, if you, if you got a sick stomach, you're, like, you're kind of queasy with blood. He's probably not for you, but for me and for Wade, you know, just, you know, the we, we, the yeah, we, we enjoy those kind of films. Like, I was watching... That's how I like my steak. You know, <laughs> we were watching <laughs> The Hateful Eight. Uh, at first, I was like, is this a Tarantino film? Like, where's all the blood? And I'm like, oh, there it is. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you know, those of you who've seen that film know exactly what scene I'm talking about. Oof. Uh, but no, he, his films are really um, good because, like, you know, even though they're, like, you know, gory, there's lots of action, lots of blood and guts, there's actually solid storylines behind them. Um, you know, you got you got to watch them a few times over and over and again to like catch small details that you miss. And but oh my God, the soundtracks! Mm, I love yeah. the soundtracks; they're amazing. The Kill Bill soundtracks. Kill Bill is one of my favorite films. Kill Bill soundtracks. Those, those films are Django amazing. Unchained. Yeah. You know, Glorious Bastards. Glorious Bastards. The Hateful Eight. Oh, yeah. You know, Reservoir Dogs. Oh they, yeah. The, the Pulp Fiction. Amazing, amazing soundtracks. Amazing movies. And Everyone he, to watch them. you know, he has a habit of like you know reusing actors and actresses, which is good because. Those are quality actors and actresses. You and know? the other thing is, is, you know, at that point, the actor and the director have developed a repartee yeah. to, you know, know how they can work with each other and how their liberties are with one another instead of relearning that through the filming process. Yeah. You know, so they already know what to expect from Tarantino. Tarantino already knows what to expect from, you know, John yeah. Travolta, for example. So, or you know, Samuel L. Jackson. Or, or Samuel L. Jackson. You know, Samuel L. Jackson is probably a better example. Um, or, you know, so, you know, Tarantino knows Samuel L. Jackson wants to say MF or all the time, <laughs> right? You know, you know, Tarantino knows that Samuel L. Jackson pulls off angry, angry all the time, oh, you know, because yeah. that's, that's just who Samuel L. Jackson portrays himself as, right? Um, and, you know, which is cool because that's what he's known for. And, you know, and Samuel L. Jackson knows that Tarantino is going to push the limits of, you know, blood gore and pretty much every, words <laughs> pretty much everything in between yeah so it, it's it's really nice to see that you know the director you can see that on screen is you know the director and the actor have a, a chemistry yeah because they've been working together for so long i agree um that's one thing i always enjoy with his films is that they're like he knows how to use each actor to the best of her his or her ability which is really good and he stars in his own films oh yeah he always tries to cameo in them too yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool yeah um, another another good director would be John Lasseter. Uh, John Lasseter, he is one of the main. He, he was actually one of the founders, along with Steve Jobs, of Pixar. Mm. And you know, basically, what what happened is, you know, he was working for Disney. He ends up getting fired because you know he wants to do this story, and then it was basically an uphill battle to get Toy Story out. Um, they they get Toy Story out. It's a huge hit. 
Disney wants to, um, you know, piece of the pie. basically wants a piece of the pie. Um, so they renewed it for another one because, you know, Toy Story was such a success. And then they did. It was also an amazing time for technology because, you know, no one was using 3D animation to or computer animation, period, to be able to do that in a movie. Yeah. Um, you know, so Bugs Life, Toy Story, um, you know, they're not old movies by any means. I mean, they're, they're probably about, I mean, they're probably about as old as me. Um, yeah, nineties. Yeah. Cause I think, I think Toy Story came out the year I was born. So mm-hmm. that'd be, that put it at 23 years old. Um, and you know, it, it's, it's amazing to see, you know, how much technology has changed, but you know, the fact that toys, the, the, the fact that Pixar has become what it is just from that movie. Um, and you know, they have this huge, well, I mean, they're owned by Disney now. But, you know, they have, they have this huge thing, but they're still able to do what they want to do. And they were pioneers of the 3D animation and, you know, co- computer-generated graphics of, you know, that, that world, that dimension. And, you know, that's sparked a whole new, you know, I, I guess, technology and, and a whole new way of thinking and making movies and everything. So it's, it's really impressive to see that, you know, not only was the founder able to, one of the founders able to do that, but, you know, he still takes time to direct and you know, do everything like that. Um, another director I enjoy is uh, M. Night Shalaman. Shalamalaman Laman. Shalamalaman? Shalamalaman, yes. Yeah, he, uh, if you really want quality work, um, his films are always are really top notch, and like you know, he's known for like just plot twists and, and like Sixth Sense. Yeah, but they're just good. Is it Sixth like, Sense or Six? Things are Six. Is it? I think it's Sixth Sense. Yeah. Um, you know, you got that um, Woman in the Water. Um, oh, some yeah. of his other films. Uh, his films are just so good because like you know, like you don't know what to expect, and just they're like just well written, you know, well thought out. Acting's good, you know, he always knows how to choose his actors, actresses. Like, some movies you can guess. Like, if you watch, I don't know, Fast and Furious, or Die Hard, or, you know, Lord of the Rings, you can kind of guess what's going to happen in the end. Um, M. Night, you, you, you can attempt to guess, and there's probably about a 20% chance that you're right. <laughs> well, the only thing you can get right is that there's, there'll be a twist. <laughs> yeah, like there, there's, so there's probably gonna be a twist, but you know, you might think one, but in reality, there's gonna be like six. something else. Yeah. <laughs> um, another good director is you know Peter Jackson. He directed the Lord of the Rings films. Um, he's directed some other films like the the King Kong 2004. You know, the King Kong movie was great. I love the fact that they had Jack Black in it. Yeah, um, that was a really good good ad. I thought Jack Black was going to be a comedic thing, and I wasn't going to like it, but he he was still kind of comedic, but not super comedic. He's more of like a he was more like you know just he really wasn't the good guy, was he? He was just no, he like, wasn't. He was kind of an asshole. Yeah, sorry, we're we're a family channel. <laughs> I'll bleep that. Yeah, he um. But no, his films are always pretty good quality. They tend to be long. <laughs> Very long. They tend to be a bit long, Very but long. that just means that they're all, you know, they're all quality. Um, we've talked about the Lord of the Rings films. Um, we can talk more about the King Kong films later on, but his films are always really good. Yeah, and, and, and you know, another, another director would be Michael Bay. Oh, boom. Boom. <laughs> pretty much anything that can blow up will blow up, and we see that in Transformers. Which um, should have, uh, yeah, Transformers, <sighs> oof. The first few were good, now it's just kind of weird, man. Um, a lot of explosions. 
don't know, man. Like he's a you know he's a good actor, great special effects, you know. Um, but there goes there comes a time when like there's just too many special effects, you know. Kind of sometimes just becomes unnecessary. Too much explosions, too many explosions, too many this and that. So I don't know. Um, it, it's like. I don't know, because I, I like the explosions, you know, obviously it's, 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 it's an appeal. Oh, yeah. But guys, guys like explosions. The, the, the storylines are awful. Like, <laughs> I cannot deal with the, the addition of Megan Fox. I, I can't, I can't deal with the addition slash subtraction of Megan Fox. Like, they, they didn't need a Megan Fox in that series to begin <laughs> with. And they don't need, like, you know, some, some bimbo, some, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far, but like you know, just just the the like I get it. Why they need a female character? I really do because you know it's what brings in the crowds. But at the same time, I'm like, like for Transformers, they what brings in the crowds is Transformers. Right? Yeah, like I want to see Optimus <laughs> Prime, man. Yeah. Um, like for the, for those of us that grew up watching this show or you know playing with the toys, that's like the the, the you know the appeal of seeing it on the big screen is what. It's all that you need. Um, exactly. I'm not going to see a film because, you know, oh, Megan Fox is in it, but what does she really do? <laughs> yeah. Like, what does you know, I'm really not going to bring I'm, to the film? I'm not going to go see a movie for the sole purpose of seeing Megan Fox in a bikini. I'm not. Uh, I'm sorry, you Megan. see that somewhere else. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can see that somewhere else. <laughs> sorry, Megan. <laughs> Damn it, Creed. <laughs> We're supposed to be a family channel. <laughs> we try. It's getting late. Um, but, yeah. but, you know, and then, you know, to, to end it all, I think, you know, and this is a good one to end it, would be Christopher Nolan. Yeah. You know. The Batman. Batman. <laughs> the Dark Knight trilogy is one of the best trilogies I've ever seen. I love, love Christian Bale as Batman. I feel like he is... One of the only true Batmans besides Adam West and Michael Keaton. He could have been swollen, though. Hmm? He could have been swollen. A little bit, but, you know, like, honestly, Batman was never super swole. He never was. Sometimes he is. You look at the comics, he's like, he's like my build. Yeah, that's also, like, the thing with Batman, too. Like, you think about it. Like, he can't be super swole because, like, what they going to be like? They see, like, you know, Bruce Wayne, and he's, like, popping out of a suit. I'm that's like, the thing. Why is like, he so swole? Like, like, <laughs> Batman, I compare often to James Bond. You yeah. know, like he needs to be dapper fit, yeah. and fit. He well, doesn't yeah. need to be huge like The Rock. Like he just needs to be in shape. I mean, like really, Plus, like, like, he uses, like Batman. He, he uses just, technology yeah. half the time anyway. Like he doesn't even need to be in shape as long as he has a grappling hook that can has like a nice tensile strength. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, to wrap things up, that's just basically our takes on the different directors. Let us know what you all think about what directors you like, what directors you don't like, um, what films from certain directors you like, what films you don't like, you know. Yeah, like, you know, it, like, I like Wes Anderson, um, just, to, just to, before yeah, we just, wrap it up. Yeah. What, Wes Anderson, he did Fantastic Mr. Fox, The Isle of Dogs. Um, oh, yeah. He also did, he did a bunch of other ones, too. But, like, Grand Budapest Hotel and stuff like that. And, you know, he's always known for these extravagant sets and, you know, very interesting dialogue. And, you know, it's funny and it's, but it's kind of sub subtle humor. Um, and, you know, that, that's definitely something that I like. Um, you know, 
compared to like JJ Abrams, which is yeah. just you know we we understand yeah. that we don't like JJ Abrams. Another good director is James Cameron. Like you know, as both of us as scientists, James, we enjoy. Honestly, James yeah. Cameron and Ron Howard are probably like the kings of wonder, um, because you know James Cameron with Abyss was probably my favorite movie for the longest time just because it was so interesting. And then you have people like Ridley Scott. Oh, You yeah. know, Ridley Scott who did Alien. You know, he, like, amazing, amazing movie and, you know, something that's never been done before. And that was really cool to see as well. But James Cameron, I feel like, you know, him actually, uh, it, he wants to have a sense of reality to it. That way it's a little more relatable. I agree. And then, you know, Ron Howard's the same way. But anyway... That's uh, that's pretty much pretty much where we're at. Um, you know, please let us know in the comments who you like, what movies you like by them. Obviously, Steven Spielberg's probably going to be at the top of the list because you know it's Steven Spielberg and he's done yeah. pretty much everything. Um, Mel but, Brooks is a great actor too, a director also. Yeah, Mel Brooks is pretty good with uh, Blazing Saddles, Spaceballs. Space he's he's the king of spoofs. I love spoofs. <laughs> you know, because you have you have Spaceballs, which is obviously Star Wars. You have Blazing Saddles, which is obviously a spoof on every Western known to man. Yeah. Um, yeah, like high anxiety. Yeah, high anxiety, you know, everything like that. So, you know, and it's a shame that Mel Brooks doesn't really do a lot anymore, but he's also old as dirt. So, yeah. you know, he probably can't physically do a lot anymore. The Coen Brothers were good, too. Yeah, Coen Brothers. It's been a while since I've seen anything by the Coen Brothers, though. I don't know what they did last. It's been a while, too. Yeah. I think it was like Hail Caesar or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm interested bad. to see what they come yeah. out. And then you got the like Wachowski brothers or whatever, the people who did the Matrix. Oh yeah. Um, you know, despite their personal things, because I know one of them's like currently in transition or something yeah. like that. Um, you know, because the, they're so they're not the Wachowski brothers anymore. But you know, that's it's besides the point. You know, excellent, excellent, and they're a team of directors. Yeah. You know, which is very interesting to see and something you don't see very often. And, you know, The Matrix, obviously, was a huge hit. Yeah. Um, also, James Gunn, he did a great job with the first two Guardians of the Galaxies, you know. Um, he's probably not going to be there for the third one. Yeah. He's definitely not going to be there for the third one. He, there, there's, there's a lot of things currently going on in Hollywood that me and Creed here don't necessarily agree with. Yeah. Um, Just too bad. Yeah. I mean, like, it's bad, um, but it shouldn't have been done in the first place. So, you know, and the way I see it is if it was something you shouldn't be doing, you shouldn't be doing it at all because, you know, that's what my mom taught me. <laughs> so, you know, basically for future people that want to go into Hollywood, if you want to touch someone in their no-no place, please yeah. don't. Just, uh, be, you know, be mindful of what you do and what you post on social media. In but, good sense, always a yeah. thing. Um, but yeah, just to wrap things up, that's just our take on different directions. Yeah, not to end it on a dark note. Oh, no, yeah, no. But wrap things up, yeah. Let me take a sip of my Wampa cup. Wampa. So let us know this, what y'all think. This has been brought to you by Wampa. Wampa. Yeah, we lost... Uh, um, we lost the fountain brew. Rest in peace. So uh, currently I'm trying to watch my, my sugar intake and caloric intake with some uh, freshly brewed black tea in my Wampa cup. Because we can't use the actual name of the cup because, you know, they don't give us any money. Yeah, rhymes with uh, Betty. <laughs> and, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, let us know what you all think. Um, once again, this is Slightly Mediocre. And thanks for watching, y'all. Yeah, bye.